0: Hi, Mama. Welcome to Ministry and Motherhood. This is your host, coach, and mentor, Lauren Apple. Here at Ministry and Motherhood, we want to see you step fully into your God-given ministry impact at home and in the marketplace. So let's get moving. Hey, my friends and mamas, thanks for tuning in today. I am really excited because I have a new thing, an opportunity opened up for you. But before I get to that place, first and foremost, I want to tell each and every one of you that are tuning in this week thank you so much for honoring me with the opportunity to just chat with you every week, to uh, jump in and have a moment to just chirp in your ear for a little bit about what God has been stirring in my heart and what the Holy Spirit desires for you to hear. As you know, I am a mama and a business owner and, um, used to be a pastor. I like to consider myself a mentor for other moms and Christian women walking out this life of discovering what is our gifts, what is our purpose and how can we leave the biggest impact in our homes and outside our homes as we live out this precious life here on earth that God has given us. And so it just means the world to me that you would give me the opportunity to, have a few moments to just hear my heart and to listen to the things that I have learned as a mama for and a business owner. And I am continuing to learn because we all know, like I've said a million times, and you're going to say, Lauren, you're going to say it again. We are in a process of refinement, right? We are in a process of refinement. And through that process of refinement, we grow and we develop and we get even closer to the purpose and the calling that God has for our lives individually and as a community um, and as the body of Christ. And so I'm super honored and excited to do that. If you have loved listening to me, I just want to encourage you or maybe even just prompt you. It would mean so much to me if you would go on Apple podcast, if you're an Apple user and leave me a review about this podcast if you would download or subscribe to this podcast because all of that helps the podcast providers know that people are wanting to listen to this and it helps get the word out even share an episode or two if it touched your heart all of that would mean the world to me and so i just want to thank you ahead of time for giving me that opportunity and would love to have you partner alongside me and help me out in that way on ministry and motherhood, because I know that God is calling us mamas to step up in our ministry impact here on earth. As we live out this life he has ordained for us. And so I'm not gonna go too far into you know I could go on forever about that, but I'm not gonna do that today. But I want to talk about today something that is really excited, um excited, exciting for me, something that is really passionate for me, and something that I really even be, got more clarity on this past week is I have been talking to women about their dreams, and that is these four biggest dream killers. There is this thing going on in our culture that tells us to stop dreaming and, and that keeps us from giving ourselves even just the moment to sit and think about the possibilities of these things that are deep in our hearts or these dreams that maybe we've had decades ago that got instilled in our little precious girl hearts as we were growing up that he gave us opportunities and experiences that are going to build upon those dreams he gave us and he desires us to live out but life gets in the way and there are things that happen that kill our dreams and not just kill our dreams. Okay. I'm not saying that your dreams are ever dead. Okay. I'm not saying that those dreams you were given are actually dead, but they're dead in your heart because you've stopped dreaming them. You stopped believing for them. You've stopped challenging yourself in a way to go after them. And so I want to talk about four of those things today. What are the four biggest dream killers that aren't going to actually, in reality, kill your dream, but have killed you dreaming in your heart and in your spirit? And so number one, it is your past. OK, we have allowed our past experiences, our past traumas, our past losses, sometimes even our past good like good things, right our victories, our celebrations. we have allowed our past to build us up into a place where we have stopped dreaming. We've stopped dreaming. and sometimes that's failure and sometimes that is lies that we've believed because of circumstances or situation or it's just the human nature of society and culture and sin that has entered our world that slowly and progressively builds up walls around our dreams and makes us believe that we are just destined for a mundane, sometimes even miserable, difficult life, not a life that is worthy of dreams and hope and possibilities. And man, oh man, if I could look every single one of you in the eye and say, precious loved one, child of God, you are able and capable to dream, to hope, to imagine for the impossible, to hold on to expectation that God will fulfill those impossible dreams through you because he desires it for you. And he wants it for you. And so I just want to encourage you, whoever you are out there listening right now, God has dreams for you. God has impossible scenarios and expectations for you. God desires you to live a life that's not of just surviving that's not of punching the clock and making the income you need to just make ends meet but no it is a life of possibility it is a life of fulfillment it is a life of dreaming and so if you are at this place in your life where you have allowed the world and circumstances and a heartbreak and mistakes and failures and opportunities push you down and break you and build up walls around that heart and those dreams that you aren't even willing right now to uncover it, to even lift the lid a tiny bit to peek in and say, are those dreams still there? I want to encourage you, take it off all the way. Ask the Lord, God, what is it? what are those dreams and those desires you put in my heart? Let me see them. Let me feel them. Let me experience them. Let me smell them and touch them and dream about them again. I know it's scary and I know you're afraid and I know that you're scared of getting crushed again or broken again or expectations not being met, but God, but God, that's all I gotta say, but God, he can do the impossible. He can do the impossible. He can move a mountain that is standing in front of you. He can part the Red Sea. He can break down walls that are surrounding a city in a moment. In a single moment. And he desires to do that through you. Can I just tell you that your past mistakes or failures, or maybe even failed expectations. There might not have been anything that went wrong or bad, or you felt like, man, I regret this. But it could just be that your expectations were not met in the way that you desired them to be met. And so it's made you feel like you're a failure, or it's made you feel like, man, I can't expect again. I can't hope again. I can't dream again. And I want to tell you that when you... Don't reach the goals the way that you desire to reach them. When you fail in what is the world standards, or even in your own mind, if you've put that failure word, it's not actually failure. When we fall down, it's an opportunity for us to grow, develop, and learn and learn. God doesn't waste a single second in our lives, even if we've made choices to bring us further away from him. No, God doesn't waste that time. He takes that time to actually refine us, perfect us, grow us, develop us so that we can live out the dreams and desires he's put inside of us. And so all those opportunities you're thinking of right now, because I know they're coming to your mind. I know that you're wanting to not even... Sit on them for a moment because it gives you regret or shame or feelings of overwhelm or frustration. Those are the moments that I want you right now to put into your mind and remind yourself no, that is an opportunity the Lord has given me to grow and to develop, to learn. That's an opportunity God has given me for Him to be glorified in a powerful way. And so I want to challenge you to change it, shift that in your mind. No, that wasn't a failure, Lauren. No, that was God's opportunity to grow you. That was God's development in your life. You know, we can all look back at our teen years and our college years and say, man, this was a developing ground, a field that I was in, right? That I knew I was growing. I thought I had it all together. I thought I knew all the answers, but in through that, God gave me opportunities to get, you know, kind of pushed around or to get challenged or stretched so that I could develop into the person I am today and the person he desires me to be. And that's, what we desire for our own kids right is that they grow and they're developed and they learn and they're molded and so we have to recognize that everything in our past was not wasted it was not failure it was not loss of time but instead all of those things in our past grew us perfected us developed us, drew us closer to the image of God so that he could be glorified. You look at these incredible stories in scripture of how God takes the most broken, sinful people that make mistakes even while they're under his anointing, right? Even in the midst of that. And he does incredible things through him because he's used all of those opportunities. He's used all of those mistakes to draw people closer to him. I mean, I've probably said it before, but like David is one of my favorite Bible characters. And the thing that's so cool of him about him is that, man, he was in like the pits. He did the worst of the worst. I mean, he lusted after a woman. He had an affair. He went to cover up that affair by sending her husband to the front lines, basically murdering him, right? In all of this, and in the midst of this, he is the king, he's reigning, he's under God's anointing and authority, and, and God turns that around and, and calls David his beloved, right? Calls David a man after his own heart, and we see David as this heroic leader in the Bible, but yet he has this past that is marred and full of brokenness and full of mistakes and full of sin, but all of that glorifies God. And God knew all of that was was to, be, to exist, right? He knew all of that was to come. And so he perfected the plan and the purpose he had for David because of those things were to come, right? Because of those things were to exist. So God's purpose and plan and calling in your life is being perfected because he knows of the brokenness and the heartache and the trauma and the sin and the failures and the mistake of your past. And so I wanna remind you that God's growing you and developing you. I want you to shift your your thoughts of failure and remind yourself that this is a breeding ground for development. It's a breeding ground for refinement. It's a breeding ground for perfection of God's purposes in your life, but also to remind you that your past does not define you. It doesn't. There is nothing about your past that defines you. It's the intersection of your purpose, your past, your present, and, and your future that defines who you are. And and who God has called you and what God's going to do out of your life. And so don't let your past be a dream killer. And maybe it already has. And so I want to ask you today to crash down those walls, smash them down, knock them down that are surrounding and covering up and the lid that you've put over your dreams and ask the Lord to to shift it in your mind and say, you know what? I want to see the dreams again. I want to feel the dreams again. I want to experience the hope again and begin to dream, begin to fan that flame and that vision in your heart. Because God has a powerful purpose in place for you. And he wants a life of fulfillment to be lived out through you so that he can be glorified. So go after it. Knock it down. Don't let your past kill your dreams. Number two, something that one of the other biggest things that is a dream killer in our life is fear. Man, fear is one of the biggest tactics of the enemy. He loves to suspend us, paralyze us, overwhelm us with fear in such a powerful way. Fear is one of those things that human nature just completely understands, right? We live in such a place that we are held back by our fears. And, and a lot of times those fears are unfounded, right? Right? They're not even justified. Those fears are, are so crazy. I look at my um, six-year-old boy and he has like the most beautiful imagination, but sometimes that imagination causes him to fear things that don't even make sense, right? Things that, that don't even exist in this world. And so we have to go through a little process with him. We have to talk about, well, is that fear true? And so I want to ask you, The things that are, the fears that are holding you back from living out your dreams or taking action on what you know God has placed in your heart, your passions, your calling, your purpose, these things that that you just keep coming back to, these things that you just keep thinking about or, or wishing, man, if only I could see that happen. The deepest dreams of my heart is to have this kind of impact, right? Those things you're looking at, but then look at the fears that's holding you back. What do those fears look like? What are those fears telling you? Yeah, you're afraid, but what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Are you afraid of losing financial stability? Are you afraid of failing? That's a big one. Are you afraid of being rejected? Are you afraid of being made fun of? Are you afraid of somebody recognizing the true you, right? Are you afraid of actually succeeding? man, that actually happens. Is man, we want this and we dream for this and, and we desire this, but in reality, our heart says, well, if that actually comes true, these things are gonna happen and you don't know what that's gonna feel like and you're afraid of that. So what are your fears telling you? What are you actually afraid of? And then I wanna have you ask yourself, is this fear true? Is it a reality? Could it be a reality? There's some fears like, a creepy monster underneath our bed right that we know with our kids that is never going to be a reality because it does not exist right it's not true it's not real it's something that we have imagined and created in our own mind but then there are fears that we have seen other people walk through traumas losses failures bankruptcy right there's other fears we've seen people walk through and then we place those fears into our own situations and so sometimes our fears could very much be a reality they could very much be a reality is this a true fear and if it is if it's a true okay so if it, number one if it's not a true fear then you got to just let it go You got to just surrender it. You have to recognize, okay, this actually isn't going to happen. So why am I being so ridiculous to allow this fear to hold me back, to paralyze me, to keep me from going after the things God has for me? Why? And surrender it to the Lord. Every time you start to feel that nagging feeling, start to think about it, surrender it to the Lord. But more than likely, most of your fears that are holding you back from taking steps and actions towards the dreams God has placed in your heart right now are things that could very well happen or be true. And so here's what you really have to come with. One, recognize what's the worst that could happen. Okay, yes, I'm rejected. Yes, people don't agree with me. Okay, well, has there been a time in my life where people haven't agreed with me before? Absolutely. And is there going to be another time? Yes, absolutely. So maybe people aren't going to agree with me. Maybe people are going to reject me. Maybe my finances will struggle. But am I a proactive enough of a woman, determined enough of a woman that if I had to go out and get a job, I would go out and get one? That if I had to make ends meet financially, I would go do that? Walk through that process of what these fears look like, what the situation and the alternative options are. And then I want you to look at, is this fear so big that I am willing to not go after my dreams and I'm willing to live in my current reality stuck where I'm stuck right now more so then I desire to give the risk of seeing my dream come to be fulfilled. Because here's the truth. A lot of times we get so stuck and so, so frozen that we are living a life of meaninglessness, right? We're living a life where we feel like we are just checking the boxes. We are not feeling fulfilled. We're not excited. We're not living out hope. We're not living out dreams because we're afraid of the risks that, and the sacrifices that might happen if we take that leap of faith. And go after our dreams. But is your current reality where you are right now, how you're feeling stuck or overwhelmed or hopeless, is that enough? Are you willing to risk living in that same space for the rest of your time here on earth? Or is it worth it to push past your fears and live out of that risk in the obedience of the, the potential of what God has ahead of you in your dreams and your calling? Is it worth it? That's really what you have to decide when it comes to your fears. Is it worth it to get unstuck, to get out of this place that I am right now? Is it worth it to risk it all, to see the potential of what may be ahead of me That God is persisting in my heart. And we all know, and maybe you're not even at this place right now, but we all know that there's a place inside of us where God just continues to get more persistent, right? When we're not immediately obedient, when we hear it one time, but we make justifications or excuses or we get stuck in our fear and God reminds us again. And again, and again, and he gets more persistent and more persistent. And typically we get to this place where we recognize, man, I have no choice, no alternative, but to go after this dream that God is pushing on me because where I am right now is not in a good place, right? Where I am right now is not a place I want to continue to exist in. I want to risk it to try to see what God has ahead of me. Because there becomes such tension, right? In your heart and your spirit, in your mind, in your spirit. Okay, so that's number two. I'm getting really long-winded here on the fear, okay? Number three is our insecurities. And this has a lot to do with a lot of the fears too, right? In our past, is we get these insecurities and we we determine that our dreams are not able to exist because we are not worthy of those dreams. Right. And you know what really happens in our insecurities? Our insecurities is actually a false sense of pride. It's actually pride built up in you that you are, are so big, right? You're so big in the world that you have so much worth that your very existence or, or in, or weaknesses are going to falter. They're going to stand in the way of God's plan. That's what our insecurities really are. Man, if God has called me to this and he wants to do this in my life, I'm going to fail. And and my failure is going to draw people away from the Lord. Or my failure is going to make uh, these plans that God has no longer exist. Do you see that? Can you catch that? And so when we're in insecurities and, and feeling bad about ourselves or feeling like we're not good enough or not worthy enough, we actually are so consumed in selfishness right? We're so consumed in pride because our world has become about us. And when you begin to see your dreams as glorifying God and impacting the kingdom and making a difference for Jesus, then you start to recognize, man, it doesn't matter where I'm weak. It doesn't matter where I've messed up. It doesn't matter where I feel not confident because God is good and God is strong and God is powerful. God can be trusted. I mean, I mean, 2 Corinthians 12 9, it says, My grace is sufficient, my power is made perfect in your weakness. We can trust that through God, and through God, our weaknesses are made strong, right? Through God, there is power. Through God, His purposes are revealed in our lives, right? And they're made able, and known. We can boast all the more gladly about our weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on us. And so when we allow ourselves to recognize that, man, we're not going to be insecure and talk down and and that we're not worthy, but instead we're going to say our insecurities point to Jesus because we can't do this alone. Moses, with his stuttering, didn't feel like he could lead the Israelites out of Egypt. And so God sent Aaron there. But in the midst of that, you saw this powerful glorification of the Lord through Moses because he was so desperate for God's voice and God's direction and God's guidance that he was so led by God. It wasn't about him. It was about Jesus. It, not really Jesus at that point, right? It was about God. It wasn't about him. It was about God's plan of freedom and his ultimate redemption for the Israelites. And Moses in his own insecurities and weaknesses was able to glorify God. But when we make it about ourselves and our, our insecurities, our weaknesses, our, our failures, where we lack confidence, we make it about ourselves, we point away from the cross. We point away from the kingdom instead of pointing towards the kingdom. And so all of your dreams are in your heart and there might be dreams that that are things that you just desire in your heart that that you can't really picture how it's glorifying to God, but recognizing that as God fulfills your desires and you live this life that that it ha- leaves a kingdom impact and that does something to transform the lives of other people, then You'll recognize that even in those dreams that seem like they're not glorifying God, he ultimately will be glorified because it's these things God does through you that make a kingdom impact, that leave a footprint, that point others towards glorifying God because it's not about you. It's about him, right? So we have our past, our fear, our insecurities, three of the biggest dream killers. And then the fourth one is this. And this is something I see over and over and over again in the business world. And that is this idea of logic. Okay, sometimes our beautiful, creative, God-given brains get stuck in the way of us living out and fulfilling the dreams God has for us. And we get to a place where we can't, we can't, we feel like we can't, right? Go after the dreams God has for us because it doesn't make sense. Because our brains just cannot be wrapped around, how is this logical? Or because the wisdom and the knowledge of everyone that we've asked for or talked to about tells us it's not possible, tells us it's not a good idea, tells us to go another direction. And can I just tell you that even Christians can advise you away from God's dreams and desires and plans for you. And that's not against them. It's just because they're human and human knowledge, human discernment is flawed, right? Human knowledge can only go so far. God only knows the plan and the purposes he has for you. And so a good-natured Christian, a Christian who's even led by the Holy Spirit, might in moments where they're not completely hearing from the Holy Spirit, advise you or counsel you away from what God desires for you. And so as a Christian leader, as a Christian mom, as a Christian business owner, as a Christian who desires to have a ministry impact, you have to recognize that there are going to be times in your life where you are choosing a decision that will not make sense on paper. It will not make sense in reality. And it might very likely be advised against from Christian counsel, Christian coaches. But Lauren, you're a Christian mentor and coach. You give people advice. And you know what? What? I still sometimes make mistakes. And maybe sometimes my advice is supposed to lead people to have a greater sense of faith in the Lord. I always tell you, ladies, when I'm talking to you, I tell you, you do what feels right for you. Pray about it. Think about it. But maybe this is the voice of God. Maybe this is something that God is discerning for you. But you have to be responsible for what you do in your life. I don't have to be responsible for that. I don't choose... Your dreams or your passions or what God is going to do in and through you. No, I'm not even responsible for that, but I'm responsible for leading my life and living my life obedient to God. And when God speaks through me to others, I am still responsible for giving that word, right? For sharing it as my humanness discerns it, right? And sometimes that's flawed and sometimes it could be messed up. Man, when I was in college, I um, was dating my husband, and I had a bunch of mentors in my college. This is a Bible college university. A a handful of mentors who were great, godly Christian people that I looked up to and I got advisement from all the time who told me they didn't think I should be dating my husband. And there wasn't anything major or any of that stuff, but they just advised against it. And you know what? My. Marriage is so strong and so foundational. My husband leads me and supports me, and he is an incredible husband, an incredible dad. And I look at some of the relationships that were condoned through those leaders in that time and space in my life that are broken and are no longer together, that have had moral failures and issues and all of these things. And I have a strong foundation because I had to believe what God had spoken to me over the counsel of others. I had to believe the path that God had set before me, even though it nec- didn't necessarily make sense or was logical or was the advice that any normal wise person would give that this was what God was calling to me. And I had to be obedient to the voice of God. I was responsible for that. And that's the same for you. You have to be responsible for the things that you do in your life and the choices you make. Other people are not responsible for that. Even if they're giving you advice or wisdom, even if they're um, counseling you or coaching you, you have to recognize that sometimes the plans of the Lord don't make sense to our small, minute, peanut human brains because God sees way beyond what we see. God understands way beyond what we understand. Psalm 37, 3-6 through says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and, and enjoy safe pasture. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn, the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. Noonday sun. Here's the deal. Our obedience, our calling, our dreams are all dependent on our trust in the Lord. When we trust in Him and we're obedient to Him, He will give us safety. When we delight in Him, when we recognize His voice is primary over any other voice in our life, then He will give us the desires of our heart, even if it doesn't make sense to us. When we commit to the things He's telling us to commit to and continue to trust in Him, He will do it. He will make our righteousness shine like the dawn. Do you know what our righteousness does? Our righteousness points towards the glory of God, the goodness of God, the justice of your cause, the purpose that he's put inside of you, the calling that he's called you to will shine like the sun. God wants to do that through your life and it requires surrender and trust. And so I don't care if it's your past, your fears, your insecurity, or your logic that has stood in the way of your dreams, and has killed those, killed the passion inside of you to continue to dream and think about it. But I want to challenge you today. Start dreaming again. Take the lid off, set the things aside, proclaim the lies of the enemy, and surrender them to the Lord, and begin to hope and dream and believe for these things again. God has big things in store for you. And I want to offer something to you that I think is something that's been so incredible for so many women to recognize their dreams again. Maybe they feel stuck. Maybe they feel out of alignment. Maybe they're not sure how those dreams fit into their current reality. And they're in this place where they just were unsure and unclear and unconfident in their dreams. And so they signed up for my clarify your mission mini course, which includes a clarity session, a 90 minute clarity session with me. And typically it's one ninety-nine for this mini course and the clarity session, but I'm going to offer it to all of you who are listening for $99. And you can just put in the code. Actually, I will put in the link to the course the mini course in the show notes and so you can get that there and that will have the promo link in there for 99 dollars, this one-time link that i'm going to put there where you can sign up for the clarify your mission and what this is is it's a mini course that's going to give you clarity confidence and direction on what your god-given mission and calling is in your home in your business in ministry in all of your life right what does that look like And it's going to give you the confidence of how to get there, right? What in direction of what is my next step? How can I bring myself closer to that? I was looking at some statistics the other day that said that over 50% of small business owners choices that they begin to make lead them away from what they actually wanted to happen from what their actual goals and dreams are. it They lead them away because they're just making these decisions on the cuff instead of really having their purpose and their goal and their mission and their vision in their mind. And so when you have clarity and confidence, you begin to get direction to know, what do you say yes to? What do you say no to? What choices do I need to make to remain in align with God's dreams for my life? And how can I get there? And so what this does for you is it helps you make choices that will lead you closer to your God dreams. That will help you find that clarity. Remember, I say that that we're in this process of refinement. And so as we take action, we gain more clarity on our dreams. And when you take action on those dreams, you get more clarity and you see a bigger picture and you see more details and you start to put the pieces together of exactly where God is leading you as you step out in action. But you can only step out in action if you have that clarity, that confidence and knowing what those next steps are. And so that's what this does for you. And what that means is it means you will live out your dreams and your purpose, that you'll be fulfilled, that you won't feel stuck anymore. You won't feel like you're running against these walls. I just was counseling with a, um, another lady, a client of mine, and talking through how she has literally spent two years running in circles, trying to figure out Where she's going to get fulfilled in her business and doing the and taking these different directions. And and through some of these things and opportunities and going through this process that I love walking ladies through, she's recognized all along that she's been out of alignment and she's been stuck because she's just been trying to make it work with what makes sense in her head instead of getting really clear on the vision and the mission that God has put in her heart and beginning to make choices towards that. Even if it doesn't make logical sense in your business, in your home, in your ministry, even if it doesn't seem to be something that will make you income. I have another client that that she has been counseled so many times away from doing something because it's not an income earning situation for her but her real heart was missions and to be a full-time missionary and she thought this was going to be her way to support that dream but when she was willing to let it go god opened up doors impossible doors to begin to provide and to begin to give opportunities for her to be all in whole heart and mind and soul into the dream and the passion God has given her. And so that's what this means. This mini course is going to help you get that clarity, that confidence, that direction, and really begin to start seeing your dreams get fulfilled and no longer feeling stuck or frustrated or overwhelmed, no longer living in this place of anxiety and almost guilt that you're not doing enough in all the areas of your life, but instead living out your purpose and your fulfillment. And so God's got it for you. I'm putting the link in the show notes. Make sure you click that. You'll get $100 off, a $99 clarify your mission mini course with a 90 minute session with me. I would love to partner with you and see God give you that direction and that clarity and that confidence. It is going to be so powerful. Ladies, stop letting these four things kill your dreams. Take the lid off and begin to dream and hope again. God has amazing things in store for you. Love you. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Ministry and Motherhood. We're praying that today was an encouragement to you. But more than that, inspiration to just start taking action. Want to learn more? Join our Facebook group called Ministry and Motherhood or check us out online at laurenapple.org.